There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy. Good morning. We have a very special guest today, my mom. Hello, everybody. This is my mom, Sally Styles. Sally. (laughs) So in case you've wondered- I'm her favorite mother, by the way. She's my favorite mother. In case you've ever wondered where I get my good looks- my humor, my tenacity, my drive, and my focus. It's from my mom. It I is always from tell, that beautiful lady I right always there. tell her, you're welcome. <laughs> she does tell me, you're welcome. <laughs> so my mom is here because, well, it's Christmas time. And you're going to hear this episode probably around January. But right now it's Christmas time and they're in town. And we were talking about what we were going to do on our podcast today. And I said, hey, why don't you be on our podcast? Because... My topic that I wanted to talk about was actually exercise. And we've been talking a lot about alcohol, and my mom really likes her alcohol. So (laughs) it was perfect for my mom to come be on because she's going to advocate for all those people out there who are saying, I don't want to, I don't want to give up my alcohol. So my mom's going to advocate for you, and then I'm going to be on the other side advocating for the people who don't want to drink at all. I'm on mom's side. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, Trey. That's why you're one of my favorite son-in-laws. Why, thank you. You so, are my favorite. So starting with exercise. All right. We're going to start with getting started with exercise. And I'm going to first sell you on exercise for a second. But first, I want to tell you, my first example of exercise was my mom. And every day, my mom worked very hard. Tell them where you worked. Oh, I worked at British Airways for 28 years. Wow. And you drove... 45 minutes to get to work? Well, we we lived out in April Sound when we were raising y'all. And so, yes, I had to drive to Greens Point every single day and punch a time clock. So my mom would come home from work, what, 5.30 or so? 5.30 in the afternoon? Uh, No, I always went to work really early so that I could be home with you guys after school. Because, you know, after school, teenagers... Yeah. Oh, and you drove Worst from time. April Sound to Greenspoint? Yeah. When 45 was just a two-lane road? Uh, yes. Yeah. And I was a pro at feeder hopping. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's where I learned that mm-hmm. from, too. But what I remember is you would get home, and the first thing you would do was go in your room, change into your workout clothes, and get your rollerblades on. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely would not sit down. That was the key. Do not 
sit down immediately change because <laughs> once you sit down that's it it's <laughs> over yeah you don't want to get it but i've always laughed because there are still to this day cuz I, I Trey and i moved back to april sound for about 4 years or so and people still remember you but they think that i was you <laughs> They're like, didn't you used to rollerblade through April Sound? You know, because yeah. you start to look more and more like your mother as you age gracefully. And so they would think that I was you. And, oh, my god! But that was you rollerblading. <gasps> but you did stop. You finally stopped rollerblading. Yeah, I got a little too cocky, if you will, and went down that hill. <laughs> and I did not stop well. <laughs> well, I remember it was either you crash or you run into two old people. I crashed so that I would not run into the two old people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was probably a good decision. Do you still have a mark from that? Uh, no, I don't. Th- well, I don't know. I remember it was like. It in- was bad. It was indented. You mm-hmm. had an indention on your yeah. leg. It was a pretty bad oh, fall. Man. Sometimes you just got to take them all out. Just, you know, <laughs> That's right. just go for it. <gasps> so now my mom lives in Austin and she's a walker. So you walk. How many steps do you think you walk a day? So I have to say, I am very disciplined about it. I look at walking as my job. So you guys probably don't remember, but in the day, when you went to work, you had to punch that time clock. And if you were one minute late, you would get in trouble. But Mm -hmm. so the point is, is that I look at it as my job and I punch that time clock every morning. And I must go for a walk. It's no ifs, ands, or buts. I have to go for a walk. And what's impressive about my mom, too, is she's developed some special type of arthritis in her hips. And there was a time where it took you down for weeks and it was really, really rough. But would you say that it's gotten you to the point? It's not there anymore as long as you keep your inflammatory responses down. But a body in motion stays in motion. And as long as you continue, but you know when you need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. But it's your darned if you do and darned if you don't. So you have to keep moving. And again, I look at it as my job. But the other thing, too, that I look at it is that it's almost free insurance, if you think about it. Because if you keep yourself healthy, guess what? You're not going to the doctor. You don't have to. You're going to be healthy. And especially when you get my age, I don't want to be going to the doctor. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper. <laughs> Agreed. So I don't know how you did those hills in Austin. When y'all lived in Lakeway. Oh my gosh. You would kill me on those hills. Cow. Like I could not keep up with you. Yeah. Those she's like, come on, brutal. hurry up. It just keeps on walking. She's got her water bottle and she's just going, 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 leaving us in the dust. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, do you miss those hills? I do miss the hills. But now I still do the 10,000 steps. But what I now enjoy is I listen to podcasts. So I, I listen to Chuck Swindoll. In the morning, it's like a 30-minute podcast. And then I talk to you guys. So I talk to whoever calls me first. It's usually (laughs) Mandy or Amy. And so if they call me first, then I call them. And so it entertains you, really, for the whole walk. And then also I have a really good friend up in Chicago. We were colleagues for many, many years at British Airways. And so we talk all the time. So I go on walks with Liz. Who's up in Chicago? So you're you're improving your health, but you're also feeding your social need as well. Right. What about the cold? Because I'm a big wimp when it comes to when it gets really cold outside. Crazy wimp. You still go when it's really cold? Oh, yeah. You just bundle up. You'll warm up, I promise. (laughs) Well, it's funny because every time that we've gone to Oregon in the wintertime, 
we still go for walks because they have really great parks in Oregon. And it's like the best thing ever. Like I go out and my thighs are like numb. Right. But you get this surge of cold through your body when you're first and you just, you're like, oh, let's go, let's go. And it just makes you go. You do walk faster, I have to say. In you this, walk way in, faster. In this hot summer months in Texas, oh, I mean, you are dragging. <laughs> it takes everything you have. So that's why brutal. you have to leave really early in the morning. Yeah, in the summertime, you do have mm-hmm. to leave pretty early. Okay, so that's my mom's tip on on walking and her why and why she's done it. So Punch the clock, people. Yeah. That's what she says. So it's your job. It's your job. I, no, it's your answer, Do but. your damn job. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you some more reasons why you would really love to start exercising. Okay, you're going to improve your mood. I promise you are in a much better mood when you start exercising. Maybe not like the first couple of weeks because you're doing something new. But I promise you, once you start getting in the habit of exercising, it's going to put you in a much better mood. And you're going to be just happier throughout the day. You're going to have better self-confidence. Having good self-confidence helps you wherever you go, whether it's your workplace, with your family, with your spouse, with your friends. Having better self-confidence always is going to help. You're going to have better sex because you're going to have a better cardiovascular system. Your mother is on the show, Amy. I know. Well, you know, it is what it's true. You know what? Okay, (laughs) hold on. My mother, my mother taught me that if a man has a big belly, then you're going to lose a few inches. I heard that on Dr. Oz. (laughs) Okay, so it's Dr. Oz. So the bigger the belly, you lose some inches there. Yeah. So it's like. (laughs) I'm sorry. I said something. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? You get better hip flexibility, ladies. So there's another inch. (laughs) So your husband, and then you get more flexible. Like it's just great all the way around. Yeah, you won't crap out. So there you go. All right, you get greater work output. So employers know that if their employees exercise, the better health that their employees are in, the more that they are going to have better production at work. You're going to have a healthy body weight. Having a healthy body weight is imperative for life or moving around. I mean, go put on a 20-pound backpack and feel how tired it makes you. Yes, eventually you would adapt to it, but you're going to get tired over time. Well, if you are 20 pounds heavier right now, you've adapted to that weight, but I promise you it's still having an effect. So if you get rid of that 20 pounds, you're going to feel amazing. You're going to have more pep in your step. Strength and empowerment. You know that feeling when you're just walking through your house and you're cleaning up and you just got pep in your step, like you got your tennis shoes on, you're just ready to roll. Like you feel strong. It's just the most amazing feeling. You reduce your risk. Somebody clean your house for you. (laughs) Well, I mean, that goes back to the whole stress thing, having somebody clean your house for you, but (laughs) you still have to clean up after yourself. You reduce your risk of heart disease. Heart disease is still the number one killer. And if you have a strong heart that's pumping blood through your system really quick, then you're doing great. Better sleep. You sleep a lot better because you're worn out and you get better energy. So better energy throughout the day. Who couldn't use more energy? I mean, I'll take it. Sure. I I saw a guy the other day going through the store and he had three five-hour energies. He had a Coke and then he had... God, what was it? It was like a protein bar and maybe some cigarettes or something like that. It was some sort of tobacco. It's a nice combo. And I said, 
getting stocked up for the week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you I was, did it. I was feeling excited. I was like, I was. Like you just button yourself into somebody else's oh, business. Oh, you wanted I was like, so hey, bad well, to. You know, he was you wanted to tell him what to do. <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, no, this is for today. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, you have a great day then. <laughs> and that was about it. So. Oh, you know, that reminds me of that one time that I was in the restroom and this lady, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. This lady comes in and she goes to the restroom and she, whew, she really had to go. Like she really had to go. It was a strong stream, really like a hose. How does a man having all these things in his cart remind you of in the restroom now? Well, because I said something that I later regretted and I said, Whoa. now you're in the restroom. I said, you really had to go. It oh, sounded like God. my husband. <laughs> and she just looked at me. I was like. Hold on, you said that while y'all are washing your hands in the bathroom? Yeah, I did. I did. And and I was like, the weirdest stuff pops into her head. I'm telling you. Well, radio. Bye. (laughs) And then I left. That is my wife. That is your daughter, Sally. Oh, my gosh. You know, I've oh, matured. I was awesome. a teacher that. I've matured that since so, then. I don't know. It's, I've matured since then. So I, You were just cool, in the store the other day talking to a man with cigarettes and monster drinks. and Trey, that was like two months ago. Oh, so you've matured in the last 60 <laughs> days? In two months. Okay. I want to give you some examples of exercise. Okay. Oh, God. So now that I've sold you on the exercise. Okay. Here's some examples. Sold. Aerobic exercise. This is anything that you're doing for a continuous time period. So like running, swimming, dancing, Zumba, step aerobics, those kinds of things. Your heart rate is getting up and it's staying there for a period of time. That's aerobic exercise. There you go. We used to think that that was the only way you could burn fat. It is not true anymore. You don't have to do that. You don't have to get up and then stay at an elevated level for a period of time. You just don't have to. There's other ways. Strength training. This could include resistance training through weights or bands or plyometrics, just different things to increase your muscular power. That even includes sprinting because sprinting is really great. One of the things that Alicia has been really working on, and the one thing that you lose is your grip strength and your hip mobility. So as long as you have good hip mobility and grip strength, because these two fingers on the outside goes all the way on the backside and the posterior, you can stay erect. You can stay in proper posture. So grip strength, people. Grab something firm. You said erect. And then I said grab something firm. That's kind of bad. So when I saw my grandmother, my mom was there the whole time. We were both there in Oregon when my grandmother was going out. It was her end days. And all those elderly there that just were so helpless. I mean, didn't that just kind of scare you a little bit? Like, man, I want to be empowered the rest of my life to take care of myself so I don't have to rely on somebody to open my jar of pickles. Yeah, that is something that I think I have to work on. I hate going to gyms. So these are some things that I need to work on. So I have a strong lower body Mm -hmm. strength, but I do need to work on my upper strength. But don't tell me to go to gym. You don't need to go to the gym. You can get some bands at the house. I got to figure out something. Yeah. Band work is amazing. Because you do get weaker when you get older, trust me. This year, I feel it a lot more. I'm going to be 66. That's why this year I... What? In February. I thought you were still in your 50s. Well, thank you. You're welcome. CYE's my favorite. One of my favorite son allows. Keyword, one. So you can just get those little I was the first, too. Okay. You can just get one of those those little hand exercisers, like, you know, Rocky back in the day, who's squeezing them. Oh, yeah. The, okay. Those are great. I mean, just little things like that. It doesn't really have to be going into a gym and doing this big old to-do. Really, exercise is just movement. It's just moving your body more. Calisthenics. So these things include 
pretty much anything that you're doing with your own body weight, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, just make a plan and just go for it. That's calisthenics. 20 minutes. High-intensity exercise. This is really the way that modern exercise science has come out to say, hey, if you really want to burn some fat, do high-intensity interval training. That doesn't necessarily mean high-impact training. High-intensity means you're doing something that is intense for you for a period of time, and then you recover. And then you do something again, and then you recover, and then again, and then you recover. And that time period that you go for could be 20 seconds. Like those Tabatas? Yeah. Like Trey could be doing a push-up on his toes for 20 seconds. Meanwhile, I'm doing a push-up on my knees, and my mom is doing it on the counter because she's 66. So that could be highly intense for all of us. And we could be doing the same thing, but just that's intense for all of us. So usually what you do is you choose four different exercises, write them down, and then say, I'm going to do it for 20 seconds on and then 10 seconds rest. And then go to the next exercise and try to make your own little pattern for like 20 minutes total. Okay, boot camps, these are usually time-based. These, you know, usually are going to be 45 minutes or so. They're going to do some high-intensity HIIT training in there as well. They'll combine resistance training. They'll combine aerobics exercises within that class. It's really great because you're going to get friends. You're going to get motivation by the trainer, and there's a lot of really great positives. Balance and stability, these things would be like Tai Chi or core strengthening classes, Pilates, yoga, things like that. And by the way, yoga falls under calisthenics. It also falls under strength as well. Some forms of yoga fall under aerobic. So things don't just stay necessarily in one category. Then there's flexibility. Again, this would be your yoga. You're improving your range of motion. So your range of motion of your joints, all of your joints are held together together. Two bones are held together with a ligament, and those need to have their flexibility, but your muscles are attached to the bone and to the joint by tendons, and those need to have their mobility, but the muscle itself also needs to have its mobility. So when you're working on your flexibility, you're increasing your body's range of motion, muscle and joint, and you're improving your blood flow. So that is important. Back to that sex thing. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean... It's life, okay? And people appreciate it. So when you increase your flexibility and your blood flow, you can get the the soldiers to salute much better. Oh, well, there you go, people. Yep, there you go. Better better blood flow. So better blood flow. And what was it, Sally? Punch the clock? Yeah, punch the time card. Punch the time card. Punch the clock. And then do one of these or all of these or some of these or none of these and just go for a walk. Yeah, that's the thing is that there isn't necessarily a right way or a wrong way to exercise. Everybody has their philosophy of what's better. Well, it's all subjective to your body and what you enjoy doing. And it has to be something that is enjoyable and that you're going to benefit from. The wrong way to exercise is something that hurts you. Anything that is going to hurt you permanently, where you're going to be in the chiropractor more than you are exercising, then that's not something that necessarily is beneficial for you. So I have some tips to help you get started. Drink alcohol. Check with your doctor if you are someone who's never exercised a day in your life and you are, you know, my mom's age, 
then um, <laughs> I should have never told him my age. Fifty five. Gracious. Fifty five. I'm kidding. So you may want to go talk to your doctor and just make and get a checkup and just make sure that you're good. But maybe you just want to get a personal trainer. Shop around for a personal trainer. You are worth it. You, that's the thing that you have to really look at this and say, oh, I don't pay for exercise. I'm paying for a personal trainer. I'm one of those though. That's why I like to walk because it's free. It, it is it is free, but at some point you have to determine, am I going to do the things that I need to do to improve my strength and my flexibility? And if you're just not, what do you need to do to make that happen? Maybe it is get a personal trainer. Maybe you partner with somebody. Or maybe it's joining a good yoga studio where you can work on some of those Or things. just waking up in the morning and go to YouTube for a 15-minute workout. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. Yeah, I like yep. free. <laughs> I like free too, Sally. Well, I, I sometimes like to pay for things and I like to say, I'm worth it. Although when you do get older, then you get silver sneakers mm. and yeah. you can go to certain gyms, but it's That's still, right. you know, it's like 30 minutes away. So by the time I do all that, I'm like, well, forget that. I'll just go walking. I know. Just yeah. put on your silver sneakers and go <laughs> well, to the neighborhood. Put on my silver sneakers <laughs> and walk. Do you, you know, you can do silver sneakers online now. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I yes, they have online classes for uh, well, silver sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> Make a plan and set realistic goals. So we had a podcast come out a few weeks ago that we talked about setting a smart plan, setting a goal. And that is what you want to do. You want to make a plan, but you need it to be realistic. And that way it fits into your lifestyle and talk about what you want to do. Talk about it with your kids. I and mean, you don't have to start Monday. You can start right then. But it is nice to start on Monday. You could start tomorrow. Well, that I'm a be, start tomorrow. I'm a be start Friday. tomorrow person. Trey's a start, start Monday, Monday person. Even if it's Monday night, he will wait the full <laughs> seven days. <laughs> yeah. And then just go absolutely crazy. Well, I got to binge the whole week. I got to get it all out of me and then get ready to commit. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You really work yourself up for that. Yeah, don't you, you know. <laughs> Make it a habit. That is the biggest thing is making it a habit. Because if it's not a habit, when you fall off, you'll forget. Like my little sister, she forgets. She's like, oh, I totally forgot. I started exercising this week. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's Friday. And she said, I, I forgot. Like, I forgot that I started exercising this week because it wasn't a habit. And you, maybe you need to set an alarm on your phone. Stay hydrated. Lots of water. Have good nutrition. We've talked a lot about that. Be okay with warming up. Warming up is okay. And you're revving that engine up. So you got to warm up. You can't just take putty and just pull it apart. You got to warm up that silly putty first. Cool down. Allow your body to just go back. All of your cells in your body are water. We're 70% water. So that water's all shaken up. You need it to settle down. And then listen to your body. You're going to have days where you wake up and you're like, I'm not I, doing it. I can't. My body, I feel my heart rate's up. I feel like I'm getting a cold. I'm so sore. I can't even sit on the toilet. Take a few days. Maybe you need to take a few days and rest. Okay. So now we're going to talk about wine. Alcohol. I love how we go from straight I, up exercise to alcohol. I hate it when she says alcohol because when I hear alcohol, it means I think like Negative. hardcore whiskey and all that kind of thing. Well, my I'm, alcohol is wine. Well, I still alcohol. 14% okay. alcohol. Content. So here, here we're, we're coming from somebody. All right. So myself, I don't drink at all. That has a lot to do with the fact that my body just can't handle it. I would if I could, but I can't handle it. Makes me feel absolutely crappy. Trey 
has always loved any type of alcohol. I've enjoyed the endeavors of all types of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in many parts of his life, a little too much um, (laughs) alcohol. And then my mom, you've always been extremely disciplined with your alcohol. Her wine. I have. Wine. Of wine. Yes, that is correct. So I kind of started liking wine actually when I was 27. And I have to say it was probably – it's my husband's fault, really, (laughs) because I was working at a restaurant and I had you and Luke to support. This Mm -hmm. is before my husband and I were married, right? And we were in Oregon. And so I had to learn about wines. And you had to know and do a test and learn about the wines so that when you waited tables, you could talk about the wines and upsell it. And so that's when I actually fell in love with the whole wine industry. I fell in love with the stories. We even went out to vineyards like Rex Hill Vineyards. We went out there, learned about the wines. We had the test, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And so that's how I got started. And then I've always drank wine in the evenings. I absolutely just, I love the ritual. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) <laughs> and I also learned when I was doing Weight Watchers that I actually could drink wine still. Save them points for the you year save, night. You save the, the points. But a lot of people say, oh, I'm gaining weight, I'm gaining weight. And honestly, I don't think it's all the wine because I think I've got a proven track record that that doesn't happen. It's really the food intake. A lot of it's the food intake. But you're very disciplined with your wine. Like you have, how many glasses of wine do you have a night? Uh, usually about, I'm going to say eight, eight ounces. God, I thought you said eight glasses. I, I was like, good no, morning, Sally. <laughs> about eight ounces. But, but for a lot okay. of people, it's fine. for a lot of people that are really having trouble, they're drinking like three, four glasses. Oh yeah, that's, that, that is quite a bit. And a lot of the sweeter wines, which I just learned that a sweet wine. Yeah. So let, I'll just, I'll tell you, but uh, the reason why we got the, on this conversation, y'all, is because last night Amy's like, yeah, no, we listened to one of her podcasts and she's like, yeah, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it's going to make you wake sugar. And I'm like, you know what? Not all wine has a lot of sugar. The longer they ferment wine. Okay then there's no sugar content because they've fermented it clear up until the end. That's how you get the dry red wines. Now, the wines that are sweeter, that does have residual sugar. But I have to say, Julia Childs has a quote, and it says, as you get older, you shouldn't waste time drinking bad wine. (laughs) So anyway, I I am in a wine business with Wine Shop at Home. I do in-home wine tastings, but... When I started doing that, I did learn that it's how the wine is made. So with our wines, it's on the European methodology. So we do not add sugars. A lot of wines have lots of sugars in it. That they, they add, add straight into up it. sugar. And a lot of wines also, all the cheaper wines. And then also they have wines where they add the purple dyes to make it look real pretty and real wow. jammy. They, I cannot so, They're so putting sugars and very, dyes in the very wine. Very disingenuous, right. Wow. And when I look back, I did always have a lot of headaches, and it makes me think, I wonder if many of my headaches was because we were drinking that straight-up cheap wine. (laughs) Was it in a box? No, I never got to the box, but I did get to the big, huge bottle of Woodbridge. Oh, good (laughs) Lord. That's some nasty stuff. (laughs) And also, I have learned, too, that I'm not an alcoholic. I do get excited if I will turn down bad wine. I'm like, sweet, that means I'm not an alcoholic. There, there you I'm, go. That's I'm disciplined. It's like, no, that's and not good enough for I me. I don't get into the NyQuil. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandfather was a very 
What, would you say he was a raging alcoholic? Would you? Oh, I mean, yeah. In my family, we do have alcoholics, right. So that's why I say, I do jokingly say that, but I actually mean it because I'm like, all right, I'm not an alcoholic because <laughs> it's a good test. But I do think that, I think, I think that alcoholism does run in families. And I don't know if it's necessarily like a genetic thing or a learned habit thing, but I think it's important that you've stayed disciplined through the years, years right. because you've known you know your limits. And I've always seen you. I mean, you even measured them out at one time. I remember at some point you were. Oh yeah, you had a measuring cup just to make sure that you got your yeah your rightful portion. Yeah, you do have to be disciplined, just like I'm disciplined for walking. You do have to be disciplined on the wine, but also you do need to drink some good wine. So. You but know, that makes it more. You might affordable. want to contact me. <laughs> a cheap, <laughs> cheap plug there. <laughs> well, there, there was another thing you told me about the wines that you sell, about the preservatives that are in them. Yeah. So with our wines, this is why the Europeans. You, if you've ever gone over to Europe, they're sitting there drinking Having in a the afternoon, of wine for dinner. clear in, into the late evening, and the next day they're at work early in the morning. I'm like, how in the heck do they do that? Right. Well, it's because the European methodology of creating wine, they only use 150 milligrams of sulfites. In the United States, they're required to add 350 milligrams 350? of sulfites to keep, it, to keep it preserved. Right. So the extra sulfites, the sugars, the purple dyes, that's why a lot of people get headaches. Hmm. With our wines, most people call them no headache wines. I have not. I mean, I've, no, I have Trey not. is one of my best customers, y'all. I do enjoy the wines. But he has been disciplined, I have to say. Now, hold on a I second. I have a very disciplined wife. So, if, hold on. If the USA requires 350 milligrams of sulfites to be put in the wines, how is it that Wine Shop at Home is adding... 150 milligrams. Because we're going directly from the winery to your door. So the wines that are in the store, they have to be in the warehouses, the distribution centers, the stores. You don't know how long they've been on the shelves with us. You know exactly where our wine's been. So what are sulfites anyway? Those are the preservatives. You naturally have that in wines. Okay. But a lot of, like I say, in the USA, they have to add 350 milligrams. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So I never knew this, or maybe I just didn't pay attention. I told you this. You didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention. When I was trying to drink more. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want to listen. Okay. So y'all add 100, I'm going to recap this. Y'all add 150 milligrams of sulfites because it's going straight from the farm, straight, and it's from the winery winery, winery, to your door. Okay. From the winery to the door. So that is why they can do that. Kind of like, okay, I have to put these in terms for me, like we buy raw milk. We get it straight from the farm. Mm-hmm. You can't get raw milk at a grocery store. There's different regulations. So if you were to get your wine from the grocery store, you're going to have 350 milligrams of sulfites, which are the preservatives, to keep it shelf stable. There you and go. They have to do that. Okay. And then on top of that, they're adding extra sugars. Well, yeah. So a lot of the cheap wines, they really do add sugars. And then, like I say, the red wines, you don't even know what's in it. And then they use cheap varietals too as well. So that's why a lot of people love good wine. Well, you know what? If you're only having eight to 10 ounces or something at night, then you can savor that bottle. You don't have to drink the whole entire bottle. You can savor it over three nights or so, three or four nights. And then you can maybe afford to do that because you are going to pay a little bit more for better wine. But it's Well, there's two of us in our family, but we do play the psychological game with ourselves. <laughs> and we always leave about that much of wine into the bottle, which is about uh, a nice 
good size glass, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'd say we didn't drink the whole bottle. Of course, then the next night we start out with that. And then <laughs> so oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but hey, it's a great psychological game to play with oneself. Well, what I love is because you told me this months and months and months ago about this wine, and I do not get headaches off of it. Um, yeah. And I, I've, I've, I I've drank more of either. this wine than I have in any other wine. And you have me on what, a, a monthly auto ship where yes. I get four bottles a month and mm-hmm. it's, it's like less than a hundred bucks a month. I mean, right. it's, it's an amazing deal. And I am promoting you right now because I do enjoy the wine for yes. a lot of these reasons because it's, it's high quality. Wine. I don't have the issues that I have with others. Yeah. Uh, now get, the sweeter wines, it. y'all, there are residual sugars. Okay. So that's the grape natural sugars. And then, like I say, the longer they ferment, there's no sugar. But we also have sweeter wines. That's going to have more residual sugar, but it's not sugar, sugar. It's oh, residual it's not- sugar of the grape. You got that sugar? Of the varietal. Okay, see, now you're speaking in my terms when you talk about fermentation because I love to ferment food. I like to make kombucha, and when I make kombucha, I'm taking tea, and I add sugar, and then the bacteria eats the sugar, and then you're left with the byproduct of that bacteria consuming the sugar, which is it's the probiotics, it's the enzymes, and it's the healthy flora that you're getting into your intestinal tract. So- with wine, you're saying that there is a fermentation process, and do they use yeast to make wine? I don't even oh, know. Now you're starting to get techie on me. I'm not sure. That's the beautiful thing about my wine business. They give me notes to read. Oh. Okay? And I'm like, sweet. I I actually know how to read, and I know how to use a wine key, <laughs> so I'm doing drink. this. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask the off, the off question. Yeah, well, you went course. from wine to fermenting. You, know, I, you just took it deep. But a lot of people speak kombucha. I speak kombucha. I speak sauerkraut. I don't the know moral people that of the speak story kombucha. is that it but is that okay to drink wine. It's not wine. even a language. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am definitely more convinced now, I have to say. My Sally, name is thank you for coming and, on. <laughs> and, and like I say, Julia Childs, you know, go with her quote. As you get older, you shouldn't waste time drinking bad wine. My name is Amy Castles, and I approve this message. Wow. We're going to need you on every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hope you learned something. Mom, Sally Styles, how can someone find you if they did want to book a wine tasting? And she does them online now because of COVID. Yeah, I can do them online or in person. But down here, of course, it'll be online. You just Im- invite up to 12 friends and I'll tell you what some cheese, chocolates and crackers to provide. And then you'll zoom me in and I'll conduct the wine tasting and you'll have lots of fun with your friends and you'll get six full bottles of wine to taste and I'll conduct it. It's a fun wine tasting experience. It's www.wineshopathome.com slash Sally Styles. I love it. And that's it. a S-T-I-L-E-S. Boom. Drop the mic. Mic drop. Thanks y'all so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the Castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. 
But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.